Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 40. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who are running a business while traveling full-time. For the past three years, Alyssa and I have been traveling the country in an RV. Actually, this spring, it's three years. We're going to be specific here. And during that time, we've met and come across so many amazing people who are out running businesses, freelancing, or just doing really cool projects, all while traveling from their RV. So if you're into running a remote business that provides passive income, this is a great place for you to be, and I'm grateful for you to be here. This is actually the last episode I'm releasing in 2016, so I just want to take a minute and say thank you. I launched this podcast, like most people who launch podcasts, having absolutely no idea what the heck I was doing. I still really don't know much of what I'm doing. I'm learning as I go, YouTubing stuff, watching tutorials on how to not suck at podcasting, and essentially trying to make this as valuable as I possibly can, try to become a better interviewer, try to take feedback from you guys in stride and produce more quality. And when I released the show, I had no idea what the reception would look like from you guys. And I originally gave myself a runway of producing 50 episodes, kind of as a trial, an experiment to see how it goes. And this is episode 40 right now. And I don't see any end in sight. I want to keep producing shows. I'm having a lot of fun. People are listening. And so as long as people are listening and you guys are getting value, I would like to keep producing episodes of the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you for emailing me, your tweets, your Facebook messages. They're all amazing and they mean so much to me. And since right now I've talked about this on the podcast, I've been devoting more of my time and resources into building Campground Booking, which is a software startup for campgrounds and planning a summit and a lot of other projects. I actually recently hired an editor to come on board. And so the last four episodes, if you've listened to the last four episodes of the podcast, they've all been edited by the amazing Kelsey Henry. I realized editing was not something I enjoyed doing at all. It took me a really long time and I wasn't great at it anyway. So having Kelsey come on board to keep me in line keep episodes coming out on a weekly basis on track uh, has been amazing and beautiful and thank you so much Kelsey I've I'm so appreciative of you coming on board and I know that other people are too who are listening to this podcast today in the podcast I'm interviewing David Blockman David is an explorer and a traveler a web developer and a creative free spirit that enjoys learning and sharing his knowledge with the world He travels full-time with his wife while running Aspen Grove Studios, which is a WordPress design company that creates child themes and plugins. Fun fact, just a couple years ago, David started building websites, and he's already grown himself from not only creating more websites for clients, but launching Aspen Grove, which, as I just mentioned, is creates child themes and plugins, and he built it off of a WordPress theme called Divi Themes. If you're not familiar with WordPress, you've probably never heard of Divi Themes, But if you have heard of WordPress and you're using WordPress website, which is a third of the internet uses WordPress websites, Divi Themes is the most popular WordPress theme in the world. And so David took a huge bet by creating some child themes and plugins, started a Facebook group, and ultimately has grown that into a thriving company, several contractors, and thousands and thousands of people who have used their plugins. And he's doing it all from his RV. So a few things that we talked about today on this episode 
is how David has grown Aspen Growth Studios by producing consistent content. That's been one of the number one ways that he's found new customers. How he actually went from building websites to launching his own WordPress theme company, how to leverage the power of Facebook groups, and how to manage a growing team and expanding business from the road. All right, guys, let's get into today's show with David Blackman. David, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Hey, Heath, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So talk to me about your story over the last couple of years, because we sat down at, at Whole Foods, I think last month, and we just ended up having like this two and a half hour conversation. So talk to me about how do you describe your story and what it is you do for a living right now? If somebody were to ask you that question, you know, what do you do or what's your story? How would you answer that? Well, I, I guess for me personally, I'm a, a WordPress developer. We specialize in custom web development for clients, as well as we produce products. We sell themes for WordPress and plugins for WordPress. And WordPress is a framework, it's the most popular webs. 25% of all websites in the world are built on the WordPress platform. Which is crazy. So, yeah. So that, that's how I would describe it, I guess. Yeah. And, and so how did you get started doing that? Like, what, were you, what have you been doing for the past few years? Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing before that. My, the majority of my career has been in sales and marketing. I had a sales and marketing company for 10 years, worked in the, in the newspaper industry where we sold subscriptions for home delivery. I had contracts in San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Miami, New Orleans, Beaumont, several cities across the southern part of the United States. Did real well, November 1st, 2009. Contract. My last contract in that industry dried up, oddly enough, because of the internet. I went to work full time for one of those companies for three years, and you know, felt like something was missing in my life. Didn't really, wasn't really happy. I was happy that they, uh, I did a good enough job to where they wanted to bring me on full time, but I wasn't happy in the fact that I had to punch a clock at eight o'clock, punch a clock out at five o'clock, and after doing that for about three years. I made a decision to try to uh, do my own thing. It's kind of a funny story. I, you know, this will goes to kind of some ignorance on my part. Social media was blowing up. Facebook had a billion users. You know, my mentality was people didn't need websites anymore. Uh, businesses didn't need them. Social media was free. All you needed to do was get on social media work social media real, really well, and that would be sufficient. Well, I did that, you know, picked up a couple of clients. One of my first clients was a um, retired dentist who was a children's book author. And we started working the social media, you know, he, nobody knew who Phil was. So as you know, six months into doing a social media campaign for him, it really wasn't taking off like I had hoped that it would take off for him. This little nagging voice in the back of my head kept telling me, Phil needs to blog. He needs to blog. So you guys were just kind of posting on a Facebook page or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we, okay. we had Facebook and we had Twitter and he was putting out some uh, some content and snippets and, and we were just, yes, we were we were posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, different different social media platforms that were relevant to his industry and stuff. And you know, so we're ticking along and, and, and I mentioned to him and he said, well, you know, I, I don't know how to build a blog. I said, well, I'm a technical guy. Let me go ahead and see what I can come up with. And I did some research. I found WordPress, found out it was open source, free. I'm 
pretty good at learning technical things, so I dove into it. Um, sitting in a coffee shop one morning working on Phil's new WordPress site, and a mutual friend of ours walked through the door, Will, and Will says, hey, Dave, what you doing? And he sees the computer there, and I said, well, I'm, I'm building a website for Phil. Well, um, you know, so that we can he can start blogging and, and maybe get his name out there for his children's books. And Will looks at me, and he says, oh, wow. He says, well, I'm on the municipality, uh, the, the water board in Opelousas. We need a website. Can you come give us a presentation uh, in two weeks? And I said, well, absolutely I can. Because <laughs> by that time, I'm a WordPress expert, you know. So I went out and I, I met with them and I just was honest with them and, and told them, you know, where I was and what I was doing and what my background was and stuff. And they decided to go with me and I've been managing their website. That was the first website that I built for a paying client a little over three years ago. And they're still my client today. They, they, they do real well. Since then, since that one coffee shop happenstance encounter, not really sure I believe in, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. And, and I was sitting there for, at that time, for that reason. Three years later, if you would have told me that my company would be developing plugins for WordPress, themes for WordPress, doing custom design work for clients all over the world, I would have told you you've lost your mind. But that's really where, where we are today, a little over three years later. It's kind of crazy because I remember you telling me that and just thinking, most people, you know, like I've been tinkering out on WordPress, I guess, since 2011, I think was my first blog. But you've actually in that time not only learned how to build your own website, but actually just jump in headfirst and start designing child themes. And you, you happen to look across the board and say, OK, I like the Divi theme the most. And so if you're listening to this and you haven't heard Divi is I think it's the popular, most popular theme in the world, right? Yeah, it's the number one WordPress theme in the world. Yeah. To actually launching a company that was building child themes and child themes, if you're if you're unfamiliar with the term, is basically you might do a better job of describing this, David. But it's been pretty much a theme. How would you describe child themes? Because I know I'm going to screw it up. No, oh, that's okay. It's 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 a theme on top of a theme, basically. So basically, a child theme that we build. You know, Divi is is somewhat of a blank canvas. It's what's called a page builder in WordPress. Uh, it's a very powerful tool that will allow you to build just about any type of website that you want to build, but it's a blank canvas. There's no template to it. Well, what we will do is we will go out and build a somewhat a template base. I'll use the word template because people will probably relate to that term better, um, where we will build a, a, a website for a restaurant, and it'll be a full-blown, you know, homepage, contact page, about us, menu, reservations. It'll be a full-blown website, but it'll be pre-made and, and designed professionally to where when people come in and they purchase this theme, they can install it, they can populate it with their own content, swap out the contact information, put in their own images, and they have a, a custom-designed website at a much, much lower cost than having someone come in. Child themes will range anywhere from $50 up to $200. Well, from a business standpoint, for a small business that doesn't have a tremendous amount of money or a five ten thousand dollars budget to build a website, a child theme is a, is a great route for them to go because they can get a beautifully designed site, brand it to their own brand, and do it for a lot, lot less money. Do it themselves or hire somebody to do it for them. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess my question is, how do you go from... I, 
I mean, I get that you're technical. I know that you have this crazy gamer history. You had a gaming website back in the day. Without going off on too much of a tangent, you were like one of the top gamers in the world. And I, I just I don't understand how how you can go from not knowing hardly anything about WordPress to to as much as you you've done in the past few years. So. What was your motive to wanting to dive into Aspen Grove and turn it into something of your own? Was it just because you wanted to have your own thing again? You didn't want to be clocking in that you hustled so much in the past few years to not only just because I think most people would have just built up a good client base of websites. I mean, I know a lot of people that that's their full time business. I've interviewed people on this podcast. They manage and build WordPress websites. You can crank them out once you've done it for a little while. So what was the motive with not just wanting to do that, but actually productize it? Well, you know, I saw an opportunity. We, we started a Facebook group uh, a little over two years ago, two and a half years ago, in fact, May of 2014. Divi Theme was starting to get popular, and we started a Facebook group of Divi users. And, you know, I was – I don't know the exact number of which when I joined that group. When I joined that group, I was definitely within the first – 100 people that joined the group and it was other Divi users learning how to use this WordPress theme and we would just help each other out after being in that group for about six to nine months it had grown from those hundred members to 10,000 members and it ranged anywhere from do-it-yourself people who wanted to build their own website to full-blown professionals who could build anything on the planet all helping each other, just a big community of, of being really helpful. Now there's, you know, probably four, five, six different Divi Facebook groups. And I think the smaller ones are in the 5,000 member range. There's probably in total 40 to 50,000 members in these groups now. So when I saw that, I, I saw it as, you know, well, there's a need beyond just developing websites for clients and an opportunity. So, you know, there was a few people, a few core members of that group that started it. We got together and, and, and discussed opening a marketplace, you know, and producing themes because WordPress is built on themes. Themes is nothing new. This is not something that's, that's new. But as opposed to building a theme, throwing it into Envato, which has millions of users and being buried, we decided to productize in our own little niche right there. And, and it's just worked really, really well. I just saw an opportunity that I thought was going to be really good and just kind of ran with it. And it has been, it's been fantastic. So you almost catered the product towards the people in this group because they're building websites of their own or is this, you were just having the conversation with these people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they were, um, people were building websites for, for themselves. There were small business owners that were coming in the groups and wanted to build websites for their business. There were bloggers, aspiring bloggers who wanted to travel and, you know, and, you know, tell about their journey and stuff. And they had, you know, they had no experience, minimal experience, or even they were experienced and they just needed some help with from more experienced people. So, you know, we just kind of catered towards that market. There's something kind of magical right now with Facebook Live videos. I mean, Facebook, not Facebook Live videos. We've been doing a lot of those, so they're on my mind. With Facebook groups, like private Facebook groups, I mean, I think they're, they're so underrated. They're almost like the new forums. Uh, our Facebook group at Make Money in RV, I mean, it's grown not 
by the tens of thousands in the past year, but you know, a little over 3,000 people, which is pretty good for people who are interested in making income while they're traveling. So there's so much value in those. Absolutely. Well, the benefit of it is, is you've got 100%, you know, of their attention. You know, they're not being filtered out by Facebook's algorithms. You know, the benefit of Facebook groups is, is that your message is getting to 100% of the people, you know, so that that's massive. That's huge. Facebook groups, if you're, you're missing out, if you're, if you're not familiar with Facebook groups, Facebook groups can be great for businesses. Yeah. I heard a guy say something along the lines of Facebook groups are kind of like the first 10 minutes of the internet when everyone was nice. And that's not true for all groups, but there's definitely, I feel like there's been a lot more kind people in you know our Facebook group than you meet just on the general internet with trolls and things like that. Anyway, moving forward, where does the RVing come into this equation? So you started Aspen Groves kind of to fill this need. So where does the whole RV lifestyle appeal to you? Or when did that come into the picture? Well, about, I guess, two years ago, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, David, and my sister-in-law, Sandy, were planning to retire. And when they came home for one, one of the visits, they worked and lived abroad. And when they came home for one of their visits, they discussed what their retirement was going to look like. They decided that they were going to purchase an RV and that they were going to travel the United States. And I, and I thought to myself, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds fantastic. We should do that. And my wife looked at me like I had lost my mind because my wife is a She's a CPA. She's very traditional, a conservative, doesn't think outside of the box. She's got this crazy husband who does plenty of thinking outside of the box for both of them. So, you know, they started watching YouTube videos and found out, you know, and, and which inspired us to watch YouTube videos. They were sending us links about, hey, check this, these people out, you know, Technomadia and um, Gone with the Winds and Liloho, you know, these these YouTube you know, full-time RVers that were traveling around, you know, living this lifestyle that we didn't even know existed until they presented it to us. And I just started talking with my wife and said, you know, why don't we do this? You know, we're empty nesters. There's no kids are not in the house. You know, uh, you're already working one day a week from home. Why can't you work five days a week from home? <laughs> Such a big <laughs> you <know>? leap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we discussed it, you know, and we did a lot of research and the summer of 2015 in the beginning of June, we decided, okay, well, you know what, let's put our houses on the market and if they sell, you know, we'll go for it. So we put, we had two homes at the time and we um, put both houses on the market in June and we had planned on going to an RV show in Dallas, third week of September. I think it was September the 17th of 2015. Summer went along, nothing. I mean, crickets, you know, as far as the housing market and, and people coming to look at our homes and stuff. The August, uh, September the 1st rolled around, which was two weeks from the, the RV show. And my wife on a Sunday night just made a innocent comment. She made the comment that set the whole thing in motion. She looked at me and she said, man, I really wish our homes would have sold and we could have bought our RV in Dallas and we could have just hit the road and started going. Cause that's, she's excited about it now. Yeah. And you know, I looked at her dead in the eyes and I said, hun, we've had one person look at the house in 45 days. It's not happening. That was on a Monday. 
uh, that was on a Sunday night. Monday, she calls me and she says, David, she said, Gail just told me that she's moving into a larger place. Gail's a coworker of hers. She said, and she needs some furniture. She wanted to know if she could come and take a look at our furniture in our house, see if there's something that she might want for when we sell our homes. And I said, well, that's fine. But, you know, she can't have it until we actually sell the houses because we need the beds to sleep on and the couches to sit on and stuff. And, and she said, yeah, no problem. So Gail came over on Tuesday and she bought everything in the house, all of the furniture. I was like, okay. The phone started ringing. The phone <laughs> rang that day. I had three appointments on showing the houses on Wednesday. I showed the house. We had three offers. We had two signed contracts by Thursday. First house closed on September the 14th, the week before, the couple of days before the RV show. And the second house closed on like September the 19th or 20th, right after it. So, we went from, you know, maybe thinking to full blown, uh oh, we're really homeless now. <laughs> you know, we have like no house and no place to go. So um, we went over and in, in, to Lake Charles, Louisiana. We're from Louisiana and went over. And, and my brother in law was gracious enough. He had an extra room and he said, come over, stay as long as you want. And I just started researching. You know, I started looking at RVs and we kind of had an idea of what we wanted. We wanted a fifth wheel. And I almost closed on a couple brand new ones, and I'm really glad that I didn't because I, you know, I joined a forum and I was getting some information on the brand that we were going to purchase and stuff. And somebody private messaged me and said, hey, I've got a used one for sale. If you're interested, I can send you pictures. And I thought, OK, why not? Let me take a look at it. You know, and they sent me pictures. I looked at it and I thought, oh, wow, this thing is this is it's nice. This thing looks brand new. And. Uh, it was in South, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I, I told Lisa, I said, hey, you know, why don't we at least go take a look at it? And worst case scenario, if it's not what we want, we'll get a beach trip out of the deal. She loves the beach. So, you know, it was a it was kind of a no brainer for us. So we went over there and, and found out that it was the perfect RV for us. And we bought a 2013 Redwood, you know, fifth wheel and just absolutely loved it. It's beautiful. It had everything that we wanted in it. You know, so it was like the perfect storm kind of came to be. You know, it's kind of funny. We bought the truck used as well. Uh, I was looking online, being an online guy. I was, you know, I knew what I wanted. I wanted an F450 because of the turning radius. They're on two separate axles. And and the wheels on a, on a one ton and a three quarter ton are, you know, standard turning radius. But, a, mm -hmm. but an F450 was on a different shaft. And they will turn almost 90 degrees like an 18-wheeler. So you could move a lot more easier pulling a, a big rig. And I found one online just outside of Waco, Texas, and purchased it online a month before we ever even saw it. And when you see the pictures of these two things now, I mean, you would have thought I bought them together because they match so perfectly. The truck <laughs> maroon, the RV's got the big maroon swooshes through it and stuff. So it's kind of crazy how it all worked out. Yeah. So what is y'all went from having two houses to living on the road in the fifth wheel, and so that's been over a year ago. So what is how is y'all's life like? How's the transition been into living full time on the road and running your business on the road? Well, it's been it's been an adjustment. Um, we've learned a lot in this past year. It's been fantastic. You know, the, the quick and short answer to your question is, is it's been amazing. We have seen some incredible places. 
our family is really spread out. The majority of my wife's family is here in South Louisiana. The majority of my family is spread out across the United States. So I would get to see them once every year, once every other year, you know, very sporadic at best. We have seen, we have been with family, my family, a considerable amount of time this year, which has been incredible. Um, we've seen some amazingly beautiful places and we've worked from some fantastic spots. I have pictures that I, I haven't really posted online other than on my own personal Facebook page, but my office, I bought one of those screened in porches so that I could have, um, I need to get one of those. Those look awesome. Oh, they're awesome. You know, they're, they're, they're real easy to set up and, I mean, they take up some space, but not a tremendous amount of space, and they keep the bugs out, and it's just, it, it's phenomenal. If I can work outside, I want to work outside. I don't want to be inside. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it's just been, it's been really, really, really good. We've learned a lot. Uh, we've learned our, our second year going into it, I don't think we're going to go as, as far as fast. You know, we went from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to Central Texas back over to Florida, up to Tennessee, across all the way to the West Coast, Orange County, up to Yosemite, back down to New Mexico, and worked our way back over to Louisiana. So we, in essence, went across the country twice in our first year and really did it in about six months because my wife is a CPA and we, we come back to Louisiana so she can meet with clients and stuff. And, and we were here three to four months of that time. So we really, we really <laughs> went across the country twice in about six months, which was, it was very hard. You know, it was just, just more than we want to do this year. That's for sure. That seems to be the default. When somebody gets an RV, you're like, my house moves and it has wheels. So why would I not want it to be moving yeah. all the time? That's just the natural reaction. And then you just wear yourself out. And so that's been interesting. Do you, how is, how has Aspen Groves grown? Uh, since you guys have been on the road, like, have you have you felt like things have slowed down? Have they picked up? Have you been able to devote as much time to the business as you wanted? Absolutely. We have been, uh, you know, it, it has grown drastically. And I think traveling has contributed to that. Really? How so? Well, because I've been able to attend several word camps this year. You know, I, I attended a word camp, Orange County in California was the first word camp I attended. The networking that I was able to do with that, with my company, WordPress company, was invaluable. You know, the second WordCamp we attended was WordCamp Phoenix. I just got back from Philadelphia last night for WordCamp US, which is the, you know, the, the big deal here in the United States. It's the big one. It was 2,000 WordPress professionals. And to meet a lot of the people that I look up to and that I have learned so much from, to meet them personally, to get to hang out with them, to pick their brains, it, it's just an amazing thing. And I do not, I am 100% certain, I would not have went to all these things had I had a sticks and bricks home. You know, the benefit of me being able to drag my home behind me and go over and sit at these places for an extended period of time has been invaluable. It's, it's, it's helped our business greatly. My partner married two small children, lives in Prescott, Arizona. He's not able to travel, you know, so I, I'm able to move around the country, meet people, meet with clients. Our clients are all over the United States. So it's benefited us greatly. And our, our company has just exploded because of it. 
That's awesome. So I kind of want to shift directions as a whole because we started nerding out a little bit on SEO type stuff and you're going to be presenting at the RV Entrepreneur Summit that we're hosting in February. So I kind of want to dig into a little bit of the nerdiness just behind Aspen Grove and how you've went about actually growing that site, reaching new customers. So what is, just starting from the beginning, you see this need for the Divi theme to build out more child themes and plugins. So how have, how have you actually went about growing that business? I know that's a super, yeah, super general question. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll answer it the best I can. Um, the, the long and short of it is relevant content. You know, we produce a lot of content with Aspen Grove Studios. We put out a lot of blog posts that are relevant in our industry. You know, our target market is not only clients, you know, to build custom websites, but our target is developers, people who are building custom websites because we create tools. So we do a lot of tutorials. We, we do a lot of business tips. We put out a tremendous amount of relevant content. And, that, and Google loves that. Google absolutely loves relevant content. If you're going to do anything that's going to benefit your business more than anything else, I know you've heard this before, blogging is massive for helping a business grow. Um, I made a conscious decision in December of last year. I spoke with my wife and I sat down with her and I said, look, you know, our products, we had been selling products for about six months at the time. And I asked her if I could do something crazy. You know, I said, look, what I want to do is at the time, my partner and I were only partners on the product side of things. He had his web development firm. I had my web development firm and we were partners on our products. So we were still doing our client projects separate. I went to my wife in December and I said, look, I see this product thing really taking off. I think there's a future in it. And I think that our, our future as a family and a household can benefit greatly, but I'm split right now. I'm, I'm doing too many things and I really want to focus on growing that product, that side of the business, because I, I think long term, that's the route that I, where I want to focus on. And it's going to be the most beneficial for us. So I told her that I wanted to take all of my web design projects. I wanted to dump them into Aspen Grove Studios, which was our product company. And I wanted to give my partner 50% of everything that I, you know, had coming in on the, on the web design side of things. And because we had a team there that we had built up that I could utilize, you know, that that, you know, one person doing things as opposed to five people doing things is you're going to get a lot more done with five people than you are with one person. And that was kind of my logic behind it. That way I could allow them to help with the the web projects and then I could focus marketing or products and stuff on this side. So my wife agreed to it. I told her, I said, I don't know if I'm going to bring in zero dollars or a million dollars. I really don't know how it's going to go because I'm not going to aggressively seek new clients. Whatever comes, I'm not going to seek new clients and whatever comes in, honey, I'm going to split it in half. <laughs> I'm going to give it away. Are you okay with that? And she trusted me enough and said, sure, let's go for it. Uh, so in the beginning of the year, I hired a full-time content writer. I hired a couple of more developers uh, for Aspen Grove Studios. Business shot through the roof. The first quarter of 2016 was am amazing. I mean, it was just 
more web clients than we even knew what we could do with. So that really, really, really took the pressure off, allowed us to scale our team quickly. Um, and I found out that, you know, the world is a big place and there's a tremendous amount of talented people all around the world. And, you know, so our team is a dispersed team. We have people working in the, you know, three people here in the United States that are on our team. And we have four to five people that are outside of the United States that work on our team. And it has allowed us to scale our, our company pretty fast by doing that. What I've done to grow the company internally is made a conscious decision to put out that content, hired the full-time content writer, and we put an editorial calendar together and decided to put out 1,000, a minimum of a 1,000-word blog post every week, every month of the year. Halfway through the year, we upped it from uh, four blog posts a month to six blog posts a month, and we're just scaling it that way as we can <clears throat> put out the content and afford it. So has that been the biggest uh, driver oh. for just getting new people? And and what are you doing to distribute that content? Is it just getting a lot of Google search traffic? Is that where you guys are uh, getting a lot of that traffic from, just targeted keywords around the Divi theme? Or are you also doing guest posts and things like that on other blogs? No guest posts on other blogs, strictly on our own site. Yes, we are targeting the Divi niche because that's our specialty. But there is something else that we're doing also. In the beginning of the year, we launched a learning platform for free. Um, <clears throat> basically, we built out, and most of your listeners probably isn't going to understand this, but I'm going to say it anyways in the, the, the way that I know how to say it, which is we built a multi-site platform which allowed us to put 25 sites basically on one site. And we wrote some custom software that would allow visitors to come into this, these 25 sites and see exactly how they're built for free. You know, so someone who's new, who wants to build their own website, who's thinking about Divi, can come in, see some professionally designed websites, log in to a free membership, take a look at the backside of a website and see exactly how it is built. They can replicate it, build it themselves and learn. That's what I recommend. Or certain layouts, we've allowed people to donate to the project. So we have a name your own price. And they can put $0, one penny, $10, whatever they want to donate if they feel like it helps them out and they want to donate so that we can keep the project going, great. And, and that's worked out really, really well. That has been a really big lead magnet for us because people want to learn. And they, they, they see these designs that we've created and they're like, wow, you know, well, we want to go out and we want to, um, you know, I want to see how this is done and stuff. So that's been a massive help in regards to building up the audience as well. We've built up a really, really, I think, nice email list over the past year, mainly from the demo zone. People come, they sign up with their email, they get free access to the demo zone, they get some tools to use, you know, to help them build a website for themselves or to learn, you know, learn a new trade if they want to learn a new trade. So that's been good, putting out the relevant content, giving away something that, um, you know, a product, if you, you know, the freemium model is, is, is a great model, you know, where you can give away something for free, help people out, give back, 
and if and if they want to purchase your products and support you, then they do. And it, it's just been a model that we went after, and it's worked really, really well for us. Our traffic has shot up to where I, I think it's pretty good. You know, you know. Again, I've only been doing this for a little over three years, so I don't have anything to compare it to <laughs> other than my own. You know, and we're so busy. Yeah, so if somebody is getting started building a website, maybe it's a blog or they've got a product or a service on their website, and they take what I think is a pretty good just overall strategy for any content marketer, which is to put out 1,000-word blog, blog post one, one time per week, how long does it take to see some type of traction in that? Obviously, it depends on the quality and, and things like that, but for you guys, how long did it take for you to start seeing Google pick up, recognize posts? And, and pushing uh, you traffic. It didn't take that long. I, I can't give you an exact timeline because we were so busy. I wasn't focused on analytics and monitoring the analytics and, and running everything to see where people were coming in, where they were going out. What was our, I didn't start doing that until much later, but it did not take very long. What I would recommend doing is partnering with people. If you are, you know, you have a product or a service, don't be afraid to go out and you know, partner with technically your competitors because, you know, that's in essence what I did. You know, I partnered with a bunch of other web developers who were doing the same thing I was doing, going after, I guess, technically some of the same customers that they were going after. It, you know, it's, it's similar to the WordPress model as a, as a whole. It's open source, helpful sharing, community-based. And it... All of our businesses have grown. If you if you would have told me that, hey, go into your town, start a business, find your competitors, meet for them, meet with them a couple of times a week, drink some coffee, give them your top secret ideas, tell them where you're planning <laughs> on going, and your business is going to grow, I would tell you you've lost your mind. But that's in essence, that's what's happened. I would encourage people to not only do the content, find a community of like-minded people that are doing what you're doing, get their experience. Join mastermind groups, join Facebook. Facebook groups are fantastic. You know, be helpful, give back to that community that you're trying to break into and you'll be surprised at what happens. Yeah, I love that. What is, what does Yale's travel look like for the next couple of years and how is it kind of aligning with your business goals in Aspen Grove Studios? <laughs> well, if I could talk my wife into uh, letting me pin the word camps around the country. You know, <laughs> That's what you'd yeah. be doing. To be our travel plans, that, that's what I would be doing, but probably wouldn't be too fair to her. <laughs> I don't know about the next two years, but I do know this next year, 2017, we're taking off tomorrow. We're going to head to Austin for about a week, and then we're going to be in, um, we're going to go to New Mexico and spend six to eight weeks there, a couple of months. My mother lives in New Mexico, and we're just going to kind of go hang out with her through the Christmas holidays and stuff and kind of take it easy not really do any traveling, come back to Louisiana for tax season. You know, after we meet with you guys in Fredericksburg in February, we'll come back to Louisiana. My wife will do tax season March 1st through April 15th. And then we're going to take off and head towards Pacific Northwest. And we're that that's on her and I bucket list. We've neither, neither of us have been up there. So we're really looking forward to going and spending some time in the Pacific Northwest. And we don't really have a set plan. We just we're gonna go and stay as long as we can, and we'll come back. Did I lose you? Yeah, it lost me. It lost you for a second. Uh, so you guys are gonna be spending next year in the Pacific. 
we spent probably, I think, I guess like the last two years out in the Pacific Northwest area, California, Seattle. And that's, our, I mean, that's pretty much RVing country in summertime. <laughs> like that's where every, I mean, because the weather's amazing. And I mean, there's so many national parks and you can go to the Tetons, Yellowstone, Glacier, and also all the, Can- if you guys end up going further north in the Pacific Northwest, all the Canadian national parks in 2017 are free because it's a centennial. Oh, wow. Hey, well, it sounds like we're going to the Canadian National Parks in 2017. <laughs> I mean, you're paying for gas there. So it's like once you get up there, what's another hundred bucks or whatever for your parks pass or whatever? You know what I mean? So it's not like yeah. it's that big of a deal. Anyway, so uh, just a couple more questions. So talking about you man, you have multiple people on your team right now. So mm-hmm. what are some of the best tools that you've had working on the road and communication with your team? How has that operated? Well, we, we use a program called Slack for yeah, awesome. communication. I mean, we've been using it for a little over a year now. And internally, we may have, have sent five emails in the past year. Um, Slack is an amazing communication tool. Uh, we use it for all communication, even with clients now. We, we, we get them on Slack. We create a Slack channel. We do all of our client work through the Slack channel as well. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, we also use Trello. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Trello. Trello mm-hmm. is a project project management tool. It integrates with Slack, so we pretty much stay in Slack. You know, <laughs> if, if, if we can update Trello inside of Slack, and when some somebody updates something in Trello, it automatically notifies us in Slack. So Slack is open all the time, and we see notifications when things are done in Trello. We use Google Drive, you know, for, for file storage and stuff like that. So those are just some of the tools that we use. And Skype, of course, obviously. Yeah, we I live in Slack. I mean, I for the longest time, I didn't even have my business partner's phone number because we just called each other using Slack. Uh, yeah. I mean, we I, we use that feature all the time. And it's kind of, I mean, it's not like it's any more different, but it's, we're already in there, all the information's in there. We can drop our files. It integrates with our project management tools. It's, it's a bomb. It's a cool yeah. tool. I recommend Slack if, for anyone's listening. So, David, getting more deep and philosophical, how would you define success in this lifestyle for you guys as you're out traveling the country, exploring and building your business? What does success look like for you guys? Well, I think for me, success would look like having the freedom to travel and go and see places that we've never seen before, but meeting people that I interact with online, helping people grow their businesses, helping people grow their lives personally, encouraging people, letting them know that, you know, no matter what your dreams are, you can go after them and they can be achieved. You've just got to be willing to take a step forward, take a leap off the, you know, step off the cliff and just, and just do it sometimes. I think meeting people, getting to hear their stories and helping them if we can help them is, is success to me. It's awesome, man. Well, where can people learn more about you? Obviously, AspenGrowStudios.com. That's our business website. Um, DavidWBlackman.com is not there yet. <laughs> I'm so busy. I, you know, I'm the last. I'm like the, the 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 landscape guy who has the worst you know lawn on the on the block <laughs> uh, because I'm so busy working on everybody else's stuff. Facebook, Twitter at AspenGrove LLC at DavidWBlackman. Just Google David W. Blackman. You can find me pretty much. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, David. Hey, thanks, Heath. Thanks a lot. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to grab the show notes from this episode, head on over to heathandalyssa.com forward slash episode 40. On the last episode of the podcast, I mentioned that I wanted to start sharing additional stories from you guys, the listeners, at the end of each episode. If you're out running a business or have a cool project that you're completing while traveling across the country, shoot me an email and let me know, heath at campgroundbooking.com. Today, I'm pumped to share the very first story submitted from Zach Starr. In 2015, after a military service injury, Zach hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, 2,650 miles, which many people said he'd never be able to do. During that time, he also made his first feature-length documentary about his journey and did it all in four months, which after going through the process of editing a documentary, mad props to you, Zach. In 2016, he built up a speaking career, debuted his film, and in 2017 is planning a cross-country RV tour to promote veteran advocacy groups. Such an epic story, Zach, and I wish you the best of luck, man, in your upcoming adventure next year. Thank you for reaching out. You can check out Zach's film and learn more at epicmile.com, and we also linked up to it on the show notes page from this episode. Again, if you have a story you'd like to share or running a business from your RV or planning a departure of your own into the travel lifestyle, send me an email so I can share your story on the show, heath at campgroundbooking.com. It's fun to dive into everyone's story that I possibly can bring on the show, but there's a lot more people out there doing really cool things than I could potentially ever interview. I'd be sitting in interviews all day, which would be fun, but also exhausting. So send me your story and I'll showcase them at the end of each week's podcast episode and give you a shout shout out and just kind of a a way of saying thank you and to also point more people towards your cool project. So thank you guys again for tuning in and I'll see y'all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.